This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Running Together. Today I have the good fortune to interview two runners. This couple have a passion for the outdoors and making the most out of life that is rare. That energy is shared by their children. They are a perfect example of what this show is about. They always have the support of others, even if they are running by themselves. Their story is one that intrigues me and I hope you find it fascinating as well. So let's get started. Vina and Nate Rhodes, welcome to Running Together. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Peter. My pleasure. I want to quote something for both of you. Here goes. Where suffering is the prize and everyone's a winner. <laughs> Ladies first, what's your thoughts on this, Vina? That sounds like a familiar tagline I've seen recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, a... Nate, it's your turn now. <laughs> so that, that goes to the 100-mile uh, the race that uh, I just did with the, the full support of, of my family, the best crew that you could imagine. And that, so that's the Northburn 100 down near Cromwell. And, uh, and the race director, Terry, he's a, he's a funny guy, but he's definitely – got his goal in mind, which is to make this as much of a suffer fest as it could be. <laughs> and, uh, and he does a really good job at that. He was pretty unhappy that the weather was relatively pleasant. So can you share with me, because we've actually had a guest on before, uh, Vanessa Copperth, who actually has attempted the Northburn 100. So can you share with me a little bit of information about it if someone's not familiar? Yeah. And so the, the reason I picked the Northburn was that it's a qualifier for a 100-mile race back in the States called the Hard Rock 100, which is a notoriously hard 100-miler. I've heard of that. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, oh, I wanted, always wanted to run Hard Rock. And so I signed up for it and then kind of looked at the actual details of this race, which is that it's got 10,000 meters of climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it has ten thousand meters of descending as well, exactly. and uh, and it's it's just a it's a brutal course. There's no no trees. You get up high and you're completely exposed. And uh, like what the race director said, uh, you know, a, a good weather day on Northburn means that it's going to be really cold and it's going to be really windy up on top. Oh joy! And he was he was right. Everything that he said in the race briefing before the race, it, it was completely honest. It was so ridiculous that everybody was laughing. But uh, like what he had said was that half the people are laughing because you don't think that I'm telling the truth. And the other people are laughing because you're laughing because you don't realize how honest I am. <laughs> and it's probably a bit of nervous laughter in there as well. It was oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. what have I signed myself up for? Okay. Yeah. And it's 100 miles, as you said. Mm-hmm. And your dear wife decided to help you out. So yes. the support wasn't just, and it's pretty amazing, that your three kids, actually I think ran the last 
part of the was it the third loop? Is it yeah? Third loop? It was at the end of the, so the third loop, they uh, my my son came. He probably came probably close to four kilometers out from the finish. Mm-hmm. And yeah, almost it was like sunset, so there was like very little light at that point, and it was so good to see him. And then we just kind of honestly at that point, I was walking and just walked in, and then found the girls, and then at the at the finish, we we jogged in the last like. 50 meters because <laughs> that was about all I could do. <laughs> but Vina, Vina ran the whole second loop with me, which was a 60K with 4,000 meters of climbing. That was a big effort. Personally, you know, I haven't really been racing to race for a long, long time. And so pacing was really fun and being able to support someone, my husband, who's been preparing for this for quite a long training cycle and, you know, got a coach and optimized nutrition and all the things. So it was really a huge lifestyle focus. So being able to support and also be a part of that endeavor was exciting. Um, I also love that kind of running scene and being amongst that community. I think the second loop was the best one to do because it ended up being almost through the whole night. So I think we finished at 5.30 in the morning or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it was a great one um, experience-wise for me, but also I think to lift Nate up. Definitely. And, you know, I mean, I was fresher, so I was happy to to run or to walk or or whatever, and there were hours where there were no words, and that was okay. (laughs) I'd find random people to chat with. Every every couple hours we'd run into someone. A lot of it was by ourselves. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool experience, and, you know, thankfully the body felt good because it was relatively low intensity compared to, you know, other sort of races that, that we've done at shorter distances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of power hiking and oh my god, the stars were just unreal and there was a couple of really bright shooting stars. Mm-hmm. And, and sunset and oh, yeah. I mean to be able to kind of experience that together and and to not feel pressure to keep, you know, keep going fast, like to be able to really stop and turn off the headlamps and look at the stars for mm. for a little bit and you know, the fact that he felt well enough to do that and to kind of soak that in, it was a whole different experience than, you know, uh, the typical race yeah, or, or even like, even a 50K that's runnable, you know. This is an experience. This is not just a race. This is Correct. not just finishing it. This is about the whole, you know, immersion, oh, yeah. I suppose, really, it, isn't it? It, it becomes a, a matter of more survival because <laughs> 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 you're, you're thinking, oh, how am I going to survive this? And uh, and that's why it was really helpful to me to have Vina there for that that mm-hmm. second loop, which was the big that that was the meat of the race, really. Yeah. And uh, and she was so patient with me because there were times when I was just I was grumpy and I didn't want to keep moving and and I was just low energy. And she was just like, "Oh, do you here? Do you want this? Do you want that? Um, here, let me hand you. You know, do you want this? You need some calories? Are you drinking enough fluid? Like she was that." Whereas normally I would have been kind of whining to him, but I knew I was I was not allowed to. <laughs> it's like, oh, my calf is feeling a little niggly, or oh, whatever. So, no, he had an amazing effort, and really, this this whole suffering is the prize. Like you had to loop back through the finish, like literally to the car every time, every loop. And so we came back to the car for the second loop, and I was going back to our Airbnb and and to bed, and he had to get back up the never-ending hill, you know, right back out there at five thirty in the morning. Climb, yeah. 
Oh, and I, I swore I was like, yeah. oh, there's a there's a chance that he's going to just say, I'm done. I'm going home. But nope, he never said it. I never felt that either, never felt which it. was weird. I, I you know, because all these ultras, there's there's always that that really low point where you're just yeah. like, why did I sign up for this? And I just want this to be over with. And I, I did feel that during this race, the I want this to be over with. But I never had that really low point where I, I was thinking, why did I sign up for this? And I never had that point where I wanted to quit, which was, which was really odd. But I think because it wasn't like you're running super fast the whole time, mm-hmm. you're just power hiking and you're just getting from point to point, that it was it was easier to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't feel alone, it's going to feel... Oh uh, yeah, a lot better. After that first loop, uh, toward the end of it, I, you know, it was starting to get really hot out, and I, I was just thinking, oh, it's going to be so nice to get into that aid station and see the kids and see Vina, and mm-hmm. we had some other friends down, and then you know we show up and and it was like this pit crew. They're like, here, sit mm-hmm. down here, and and do you need this? Do you need that? Oh, oh. They loved it and, too. Yeah, Ashni, like, our oldest. She gave me. She had this like little burrito that she had made, and Brilliant. yeah, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, I couldn't have done it without without all of them. Yeah, fantastic. It sure. felt really good to accomplish it, mm-hmm. and it felt really good to show my family that this was something that I could do, mm-hmm. and uh, especially like the kids. I it was important to show them that you know sometimes you just sign up for something really hard and you just work hard at it and you, you get through it. Mm. And uh, I think it was important for me to demonstrate that to them that, you know, you can do really hard things if you just keep going. (laughs) So 2021, you're all living in Asheville, North Carolina in the Eastern USA amongst the beautiful Blue Ridge mountains. Can you tell me, about that part of the world and what brought you nearly halfway around the world to live here? Yeah. Well, I can, I can start. Asheville itself is, I always say, it's, it's a little slice of heaven. And it's, uh, it's a mountain town. It is surrounded by national forest. And it just has a really good food scene, a really good outdoor scene, a really good beer and coffee scene. It is really like an ideal place to live. But uh, we had been talking for a long time about getting the kids outside of the United States and to give them that perspective of looking back at the States from someplace else. And, uh, and we'd been talking for years about this. And then something happened with my job where my group was bought out by a national healthcare group. And it just seemed like an ideal time. Like that was the push to get us to, to kind of really look into jobs and opportunities elsewhere. And also this was the time of, you know, pandemic. So although we were talking about it even pre-pandemic, 18 months of being on the front lines of Delta for both of us was in an already kind of strapped healthcare system was was enough to, you know, push it over the edge and say, okay, you know, maybe maybe this is the time. And Pick a place like Christchurch on the South Island, which was so close to the mountains and everything that we value, 
Yeah, it just it blows my mind that we can drive 15 minutes and we can be at a beach or we can drive an hour and a half and we can be up in an alpine environment. We did one trip in New Zealand last year. It was seven or ten days. And I remember after – it was our first like big, bigger trip while we were in New Zealand and we had hit – lava fields and we you know had taken a helicopter over a glacier and we the kids jumped off of that 14 meter bridge over the or however high blue pools uh, into oh, glacial yeah. water and you know like just so many different kinds of things and everyone's like how did you do that in just that much time and i was like you know we actually didn't like feel rushed at all it's literally all right there and it's so accessible <laughs> this is wild yeah it is it's it's a it's a playground. <laughs> when it comes to running, though, obviously, Nate, you've just done something pretty incredible. But for you, Vina, what have your running experiences been since you've arrived here? Hooked up here and there with the marathon club, and you've done park run here and there, and with Christchurch Avon. Like I'm really grateful that Nate enjoys doing these things too. And a lot of times we could find times during the week where we could get out together um, to hit some new trails. And how fun is it to hit new trails um, in a new country? So so there's so many different ways to do it that I haven't felt like I've relied on a group too much. But it's really great to kind of make those connections. I ran with further, faster ladies runs a couple of times and brought Ushni along. So that's a really inclusive sort of no drop run and got her into it too. So that was a really neat environment with some other kids her age too. Um, the kids have run with the Speed Freaks group a little bit as oh, well. Yeah. So it was interesting to kind of see like for the kids to get them signed up with something when we moved. We, we actually found that pretty challenging. You know, back home, the run clubs for the kids are mostly through the school. And here it was like through this club or that club or how does that work? And, you know, is it kind of near – you just join the one near where you live – I noticed a post about Nolan being on the track. So maybe a bit more of that for him in the future? Yeah, Nolan, before we moved here, wasn't so much of a runner. And so that has been a very nice progression to see in him. And he most recently had a big personal best in the 5K the GGRs were hosting a, a night of fives, so yep. all these 5Ks with mm-hmm. pacers. Yeah. And Nolan got in on this incredible pacer group. His pacer, is, his name is Ali, Ali and he mm. was just like perfect for a 13-year-old boy. And yeah. He was just like encouraging the crowd, and, and, and he just like kept bringing Nolan along. And the next thing oh, you know, man. Nolan's taking a minute, like a full wow. minute. Off of his 5K time. That is awesome. Yeah, I was, I was really proud. He didn't of want him. to do it, and I signed him up for it. You know, a typical kind of that's, teenage yeah, boy. That happens all the so, time. So, definitely sort of a darker <laughs> horse. Yeah, like, you know, and he doesn't want to train usually. Like, every once in a while, he'll go for a short run, but he's like, oh, I want to do my first half marathon, mom. What was your half marathon, your best half marathon time? So, that's all That's all he has to get. You know, what was my best 5K time? Okay, I just need to do better than, than mom got back in the day. <laughs> So now he's going to do the Christchurch half as his first half. So we'll see how it goes. So he's doing it. Well, that will be – this will be aired in a few weeks' time. So the Christchurch half marathon will, will have already been run. So let's hope he has a fantastic experience. 
that's been the beautiful part of New Zealand is really just, even for us, I think, is trying new things all the time. And when you're in your mid, you know, late 40s trying, I mean, I went paragliding and just all this random new stuff that we've, you know, the kids are trying new things all the time. And just even, I mean, literally even as simple as the playground at school, surfing. I mean, Moxie's become – she has calluses all in her hands from turning into a gymnast on the monkey bars oh, at school. Yeah. So just all new exposures I think has been really growing for all of us and just keeping life really interesting and being active in different ways. Yeah. yeah. That sounds amazing. So many opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. So many yeah. opportunities. Rowing. Ashni did rowing for a season when we got here. So that was all new. Yeah. You know, and they would they would ride – the bikes to rowing and then mm-hmm. run there and then row and ride bikes home and several days a week. So, you know, great multi-sport. Lots of activity. And then mm-hmm. on the weekend, they're out with, uh, with mum and dad on the trail. <laughs> yeah. You know, going for a Very walk. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've really packed things in. Uh, I have to thank Vina on this one because she's such a good planner and she can look at the calendar and she can say, listen, like, you have the opportunity to do a quick run here or you could do an overnight with Nolan on this night. And, uh, and she just has that executive functioning skills that, <laughs> that brings it all together and helps us really, really pack it in. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we've just wanted to hit it hard. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we are young and able and um, there is so much of – so much beauty in this country. And, you know, I feel really fortunate that we were able to experience so much of it before the country opened up. Mm-hmm. So to be on some of these summits with nobody else around, like my first solo hot adventure, I saw nobody on the three or four-hour trek – through water crossings and whatnot up to, to Pinnacle's hut in um, the, the Woolshed Mount Summers area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a totally different experience when you can explore like that and really be reflective. Um, so much that, like, my sister came to visit recently and she had an epiphany, you know, when, when she went back and decided to make some big life change mm. um, changes back home because she said, oh, my gosh, you guys are living living this life even while you're working, yeah, you know you can you can sprinkle it into your everyday, and so we have done some trips, but you know sometimes it just takes a couple of days. Or yesterday, I have a friend in Greymouth, and we do a lot of um, days where we kind of meet meet up halfway because we just both have a day off, and we Arthur's went up Palace. Mount Bruce, yeah, oh, Mount Bruce, yeah. So you know, but and we we had a five hour catch up on the trail. And then we both came back home. And so it's it's easy to do that here. And we feel like we could do a lot more in New Zealand yet. But, yeah, it's just, it really is a beautiful country. It has a lot to offer for its size. Is it what you expected? It's even more than what I expected. I knew there was going to be a lot of mountains and that there was going to be a lot of adventures but I never expected it to be just so accessible. And it's just, it's still, it's unreal to me that we can be here in Christchurch and do like what you were just saying. You can meet up with 
your friend from Greymouth in Arthur's Pass. And, and <laughs> on the other coast. Yeah, like, and they're coming the from, coast. yeah, the West Coast and the East Coast, meeting up for a day, five and, hours, and then driving back home and having dinner with your families. And like, that's even navigating logistics of a very simple life that we have mm-hmm. here as far as we have one vehicle for the family. Um, so I had to make sure he was back from Nelson Lake so that I had the car <laughs> for a Monday morning for this adventure. Like we have, you know, six bikes. <laughs> Everyone's walking or biking to school, which I love that part of the community. Like it's yeah. just movement is very sprinkled into everyday life for mm-hmm. I think a lot of people here. So you see lots of people commuting through the park. And that's mm. that's different than – Back home, we live in a hilly town, which, of course, probably that factors in as well. But I think less – more people have cars that they would get from place to place. And and we did too and we will probably Uh, again. Yeah, definitely. But I I ride my bike home from the hospital Mm -hmm. and I go across Hagley Park and especially when the weather is like gorgeous out. I think, man, you just can't beat this. I can't beat this. I just had a nice, nice shift in the hospital, and now I'm riding home, <laughs> and this, like, this is unreal. It seems very peaceful, and yeah. okay, they, there's probably not any squirrels. I mean, the wildlife's probably not great, but no, you know, no least... squirrels. But I keep uh, there is one possum when I'm coming <laughs> home at midnight. Every time I come home at midnight, there's one possum that I hit by this little bridge uh, in the little Hagley Park. And uh, and it always looks so shocked when it sees me. And I'm like, I come by every midnight. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. <laughs> Just curious. You all seem very active. So I'm interested to know if you ever get the chance to run together as a family. Yeah, we'll do some, some loops around the park. Mm-hmm. And it won't be necessarily all of us running. Uh, a lot of times you'll have Moxie on a bike or you'll have oh, Ushni. Yeah. Ushni was like, oh, I don't feel like running. I'll just ride my bike beside you. Or scooter. Yeah, or, <laughs> or a scooter. scooter. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's sometimes there's like all of us. Like We've done the family relays through yeah. Jav and stuff too. I mean, even back home, I'd say from a young age, we were getting the kids, you know, outside. And to be honest, it was something that I only really got into – when the oldest um, ones were a few years old, Nate has been kind of camping and doing more of the outdoorsy thing for a lot longer mm. than that and, and running cross country when he was younger. But since the kids were born and, you know, like running, I just started running in pregnancy with our third, with Moxie, just soon before that. And we've been doing things as a family, even in, in North Carolina, like we did that Mount we Mitchell. The, yeah, the Mount Mitchell mm. relay, which so, was our own relay. It was, mm-hmm. you know, bike, run, bike. Kids hike to the summit, that that sort of thing. It's like the highest point east of the Mississippi, oh, and it's cool. not too too far from yeah. from where we live in Asheville. Mm. So, you've had some challenges with your running journey, haven't you, Vina? So, do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. You know, like I said, I got into running as more of a social thing in in Asheville, and that was probably my early to mid thirties. So a little bit later, I did other things before that, but played tennis and some other sports here and there. So mostly socially, eventually kind of got into the track nights with Nate. We would go as date nights. We would literally have a kid potty training on the, on the side of the track. <laughs> so those were like a real family affair and really got into kind of the race scene. And, you know, I think because I was sort of new to to running and it was exciting, it was about 
PRs and and running faster and every race was like I would hit another PR and you know then I ran you know, pregnant and I raced pregnant and you know I was hitting some vests and it was like it was definitely a high and we were like in those circles and Asheville is very much a lot of athletes and so that was like our our community and you know the people we hung out with outside of running as well so I ran my first marathon, Pittsburgh, which Nate agreed to do with me, even though he swore he'd never do a road marathon. So he, we were both from uh, – I'm from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh area. So we um, – it was 2015 and loved the distance. I had some pacers that made it um, really enjoyable as well. I was trying to qualify for a Boston Marathon, which would be another – Road marathon, just like him in the hundred the hundred mileage, yeah. right? <laughs> and then you know, I loved the distance. Signed up for an ultra trail race because I wanted to be in the mountains. But you know, loved sort of the duration and the distance. And started ramping, or actually just did one, I think, three and a half hour run with Nate in the Smokies. Soon before flying to visit my sister in Chicago, and I I got up off the seat um, off the airplane and couldn't bear weight on my leg. Uh-huh. And uh, Moxie at the time was 15-ish months old and she was – or almost two I think. And she was she was in my lap and I thought maybe I just kind of spasm something and oh, I'll shake it out and it will be fine. I was supposed to do a, a ultra relay and stuff like that a couple weeks later. Everyone thought, oh, it's fine. I don't think I showed enough pain and <laughs> – Cycling was fine. Bearing weight on the leg was not fine. And so anyway, long story short, a few weeks later, I was finally, after a couple of sort of misdiagnoses, um, was diagnosed with a sacral stress fracture um, in my pelvis. And, uh-huh. you know, anatomically, they saw that the L5 and sacrum on one side were likely congenitally fused. So one side was doing what it was supposed to do and the other side was kind of locked. And that's where I've had symptoms when I have had symptoms. Um, and of course, with longer distance, it was starting to show up more yeah. IT band and um, the calf stuff and hip stuff and et cetera. So I had gait analyses, I had orthotics, I did all the things, but um, it really sidelined me and um, had a lot of pain for quite a while and couldn't run. And of course, that's the thing that, you know, you you do when you're, your yeah, 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 you know, to, to lift your spirits up. Mm. And um, and that was the community. So, you know, I, I kind of realized how reliant I was on that piece of life. And eventually I ended up getting a surgery. So I have hardware in there now and got multiple specialist opinions. And they said, you know, have you thought about swimming? And, oh. you know, you're you're not going to run again. And, you know, that's when you, you, you flip them off and you say, well – I do swim and I've done some triathlons, but a runner, you don't tell a runner, have you thought about swimming? And, <laughs> you know, like biking. that was, you know, that my, my heart was in trail running and that's yeah. what I, that's what I wanted to, to get back to. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done. See, so, you know, I'll, I'll send you a message in a couple of years and show you what I'm doing. So just getting out there now is, I'm so grateful and I have a really different perspective on, yeah, just on, on healing and just being outside and it's not about, for me, at least, it's not about hitting, you know, hitting the 19-minute 5K or, or whatever it is. It's really just just getting out there and getting out there with the people I love and my family. And, you know, any time that we can get out on an adventure together is, is really meaningful to me. And I feel like, um, you know, if I had kind of given up, then we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing a lot of what we're doing. 
So. Yeah. They would have been, the, the people that you love would have been going, we want to make sure that mum or Venus with us and therefore they'll be making different choices about yeah, what and they Yeah, and again, kind of like just, kind of like what Nate said earlier, you just, you want to show them, even mm. though, it, you know, you want to show them that you have these emotions and that you can feel, but you also want to show them that you can get through it mm. and despite somebody telling you that you can't or you won't be doing this or you won't be doing that, it just can look differently yeah. and it can be hiking mm-hmm. or it can be, you know, gosh, I was aqua jogging for a long time and I had some lovely friends that would – runner friends who would agree to aqua jog with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, it took a lot of sort of one step forward, two steps back. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I won't lie, it was years of struggle. But – yeah, I mean, it was in a pretty dark place and I could have just completely given up. And mm. um, so it was a big turning point for me in my life, not just in my active life, but just mindset. Mm. And gosh, all these, yeah, all these adventures and experiences well, that we've you, had you on the other a, side. In a much different place. Yeah, yeah. yeah and great. I mean, her, her journey through all of this has been just super inspiring. Mm. And it, it not just for us, like her family, but... You know, everybody in the the running community who knows her story is is just super impressed. And, yeah, yeah, really appreciate what you've done and how far you've gone. Congratulations, both of you, because you've done this. Oh, he was amazing support. Gosh, I was in – it's hard to be a partner to the situation that I was in. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Vina and Nate. That's been a wonderful experience for me to uh, to interview both of you. So thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you too. This has been really fun. Thanks for having us, Peter.